my intention today is to maybe extend what I did last week. And I, as, as Allison said, you know, we focused on loving kindness for ourselves. Uh, and when we start to talk about uh, directing compassion, either towards ourselves or to others, um, it can feel tricky. Uh, I sometimes say it's, you know, the practices can sometimes start to feel like spinning plates, you know, what they used to do with like the performances where you've got a lot of things going on. You're, you know, you're, you're attending to the breath, you're staying present, you're noticing thoughts, you're trying to direct compassion. Uh, those are a lot of different things that can feel kind of disjointed. But if we actually recognize that we can build on the foundation of what, of what we know. So we start where we are and we start with knowing the breath. So in mindful self-compassion, our first core practice is called affectionate breathing. It's really just an awareness of breath practice that's been warmed up. It's been heated up on the, the stove of our heart, so to speak, and has a little warmth to it, but it's really just attending to the breath. And then the second core meditation from mindful self-compassion, uh, I should pause and give credit to Dr. Chris Germer and Dr. Kristen Neff, who are the founders and developers of the program, if you weren't aware of that. So the second core meditation is the loving kindness for ourselves, is actually learning to cultivate that inclination of the heart um, towards ourselves, to begin to be able to do that. And then this third core meditation, the third of three, really kind of helps us to kind of layer our compassion practice on top of the flow of the breath. So it's really an extension of the loving kindness practice, finding a way to kind of build upon what we most of you probably are well familiar with is a simple mindfulness awareness of breath practice, which of course is gonna have a certain degree of warmth and kindness in it. But using that as a kind of foundation to layer on these good wishes, or at least these uh, warm wishes. So uh, we're, I'll guide you through this core meditation, which we call giving and receiving compassion. Um, we'll take a little bit of a pause to reflect and maybe stretch our bodies. And then I'm going to share with you an additional meditation kind of based on this one that's related specifically to sort of working with our with other people, the interpersonal relationship. But we'll just start with giving and receiving and don't even worry about what those words mean because you don't have to grasp it conceptually to practice. So for now, I would just invite you to pause wherever you happen to be to find a comfortable place for your body. Don't worry about needing to be seen on the screen, finding a place that allows you to have some ease to settle into this present moment that may be with your eyes closed or with your gaze softened, directed downward, whatever feels right to you. Actually tuning into this body sitting here and seeing what it needs in the way of a posture, the adjustments, Maybe even acknowledging this body and your kind intention by placing a hand on it somewhere, maybe on the chest or on the belly or on the cheek, some place that reminds you of your own good company, that connects you with your warm intention to be happy and free from suffering, just like every other human being on the planet. And today, as we practice, we'll not only bringing, be bringing awareness to our experience, but a, a loving, affectionate awareness towards the experience, and especially towards ourselves, the ones who are having this experience. Throughout this practice, you can leave your hand where it is, or you can drop it to your lap, or come back, always knowing that you can return to this kind expression of your good intentions. And if you haven't already, beginning to notice the breath, and maybe even taking a few slow, deep, intentional breaths, 
to relax and to ease the body into practice. Just noticing how the breath nourishes your body as you inhale, how it soothes and cleanses your body on the exhale. Letting this body and this breath unfold as they will without having to control anything, letting the breath come back to a regular rate and rhythm and continuing to nourish and relax and cleanse the body. Nothing else to do, no place else to go. Allowing the breath to find its own natural rhythm. As we continue to feel the sensation of the body and the breath breathing in and breathing out. And if you like, you could even allow yourself to be gently rocked and caressed by the rhythm of your breathing. And as you're ready, maybe directing and focusing your attention for a time on just your in-breath. Just letting yourself savor this sensation of breathing in one breath after another. Perhaps noticing the impact of breathing in. Maybe it energizes your body. Maybe you notice something as you breathe in. Whatever it is, just letting yourself savor this particular aspect of breathing. You might even notice, or you might like to, as you breathe in, breathe in kindness and compassion for yourself. Just feeling that quality of kindness and compassion as you breathe in, or maybe allowing a word or an image that captures kindness right on your breathing with every in-breath. Breathing in something good for you. And as you're ready, shifting now to allow your focus to rest on the out-breath, the other half of breathing. Just feeling your body breathing out, feeling the ease of exhalation. Ah. if you like, maybe calling to mind someone whom you love or someone who's struggling in 
really need some compassion and kindness. Seeing if you can visualize that person clearly in your mind. Beginning to direct your out breath to this person, offering them the ease of breathing out. If you'd like even sending kindness and compassion to this person with each out-breath, one after the other. Breathing out kindness and compassion for the other. And if it's easier for you, you could breathe out to just others in general or to people in your community, rather than visualizing any particular person, whatever is right, whatever allows you to offer kindness and compassion outward. As you're ready, widening attention now to include both the in-breath and the out-breath, feeling the sensation of breathing both in and out, savoring the sensation of inhalation and exhalation. Inspiration and expiration. Just letting your attention linger, maybe more on the in-breath yourself over and over. And when it feels right, and only when it feels right, breathing out for others. Just finding the right balance, drawing kindness and compassion in for yourself. And some, sending something good out to the other when it feels right. In for me and out for you. One for me and one for you.
Taking your time and perhaps the other being in your mind shifts to someone else. It's totally fine. And just seeing what it can be like to breathe in kindness, compassion for yourself and breathe it out for the other person. Letting go of outcome, simply tuning in to the intention to bring in something good and give out something good. Flowing in, flowing out. And every now and then you may notice the mind wandering or drifting. Simply allowing attention to return gently but firmly bringing it back to this moment and this breath and returning to in for me and out for you. If you notice yourself struggling or trying to practice, see if you can let go of some of that struggle, some of that efforting. Seeing if you can just allow this meditation to be as easy as breathing. No effort required. Letting the wishes, the good wishes flow on the breath in and flow on the breath out. Like the ocean going in and out. Limitless, boundless flow, an ocean of compassion. Just becoming a part of this ocean of compassion. in for me and out for you. No place else to go, nothing else to do. One for me and one for you. And as you're ready, you can release this 
it's a big focus upon breathing in compassion for yourself and out for the other. Just give yourself permission to rest in your own experience, in your own good company. Be with yourself just as you are. To have your experience be just as it is. Still breathing, still here, still with a tender beating heart that simply wishes to be happy, free from suffering. As you're ready, letting go of all of the practice, allowing eyes to open if they've been closed. Take a little bit of time, this precious time, to make note for yourself what you experienced. not needing to rush forward to do anything to make sense of anything, but just acknowledging. And if you'd like, just to maybe, if you have a couple of words that capture anything of note that happened during this practice for you, anything that you were observing, uh, how you observing yourself or the experience that you'd like to just put into the chat, I'd love to just see what, what came up. There are no problems when it comes to practice. There are experiences of all sorts, some challenging, some pleasant, some in between. I'd love to just hear what your experience was of this giving and receiving practice. Softening towards myself, skin tingling. Yes, placing a hand in their heart can sometimes be so powerful and also sometimes challenging. Some of you may have encountered that that was a lot to give yourself that kind of show of your own compassion. If that's the case for you, the key is going slow, maybe finding another gesture that is easier to take in. Ah, the image of the, of the ocean kind of easing the efforting, yes. We all just want to do well and we want to perform well and we want to do our best. And sometimes that edges us from practice into effort and striving. Yeah. Oh, I would love to bottle up all of these words and carry them with me. Oh. And, you know, there are a lot of nice comments here and, uh, and as I appreciate people who maybe found struggle and then found ease. And sometimes ease doesn't arise in the practice as we all know from the practice of mindfulness as well. But the key is how we meet ourselves. It's not what we notice, it's that we notice. Many beautiful images here. So if you struggled with this, uh, it may not be the practice for you, but it may be something that's worth being curious with, being willing to 
play with this just a little bit to continue to practice breathing in for yourself and out for the other. And uh, I know I have friends who use this as a, I call it an airport practice. My friend, Michelle Becker uh, says that sometimes when she's in an airport, which is something she and I have done a lot in the last few years, not in the last year and a half, she will sometimes sit and watch people going by and practice giving and receiving compassion to strangers going by who are rushing to catch their plane or trying to find their child or trying to clear up a mistake, an error or whatever. There's this opportunity to just practice giving and receiving from this boundless flow, this ocean of compassion. Yes, in for me and out for you will be helpful in challenging work conversations. Very much can be helpful. And I think that's actually a nice transition to how I'd like to even extend this practice just a little bit, because it does have, even though of course it's a solo practice, we call to mind another person, but we were really um, using the image of that other person to practice our own capacity to both give and receive compassion. And those relationships, if you haven't noticed, are challenging. You know, uh, I think it was uh, Sartre who said that hell is other people. You know, um, it's a wonder we can all get along. We are all while we are also the same in certain ways. Much of the source of our struggling and suffering is in the is in relationship with other people, and that's well beyond the scope of our time here, but. It is possible to do, as this person T said, to be able to uh, have this practice available to us when we are engaging with other people, especially difficult people or people that really need a lot of our love and attention and maybe are pulling more than we really feel like we can give. Um, you know, many of us may be professional caregivers in the sense of being. Uh, you know, medical professionals or mental health professionals, but almost all of us as humans are caregivers in one form or another, whether it's a, a pet or a child or a parent, um, plants for that matter. You know, we all have caregiving relationships and sometimes those relationships get strained. You know, sometimes we feel as if we can't give anymore. Um, and a lot of that arises because we often have a feeling that the compassion that's called for from us um, is a limited supply. Like we have a gas tank, you know, a compassion tank inside of us. And we feel like quite often that tank is empty and we can't give anymore. And, and quite often that's absolutely true, mainly because we haven't been filling the tank with our own self-compassion. So we can start to think that uh, not only is there not really a tank anyway, and that compassion is endless and boundless, um, but we do need to kind of find the right balance to be able to continue to give ourselves what we need while we are sharing with others. Um, sometimes uh, people will, you'll hear a, what sounds like a cliche, but it isn't actually true. You'll hear like, um, in order to be compassionate to other people, yes, you can't pour from an empty cup. cup. It's a good example. Um, uh, in order, you'll hear people say, well, in order to be compassionate for other people, you need to be compassionate to yourself first. Well, we actually know from our experience, that's not actually true. Many of us give and give and give and give and rarely are compassionate to ourselves and we keep giving. So it isn't true that you can't do it, uh, the, the, the trick is that you can't sustain it, right? You could do anything for a little while. You could lay on a bed of nails for a little while. Um, you can give compassion to others without giving it to yourself for a while. And then at some point you run out. You do, you hit the wall, you can't give anymore, you burn out. This is why we struggle with burnout. And so many of our colleagues, especially in the health, you know, healthcare profession, are giving like crazy these days and having a hard time finding the time or the space to be able to give to themselves. So finding this balance, 
breathing compassion in for ourselves and out for the others is, is really key. So I'll stop talking and I'm going to guide you. Well, I'll keep talking, but I'm going to guide you in a meditation that harnesses this breathing compassion in and out uh, in a way that we can actually use it uh, in real time so that we can kind of breathe underwater, as they say, and offer compassion to ourselves and to another. Because quite often the uh, advice that we get if we're burning out, if we're just we're just working too hard to care for others and not taking care of ourselves is people say, oh, you need to take a break. You need to take a vacation. You need to go to the spa. You need to get a massage, you know, to do these things. Nothing wrong with any of those things. But many times you can't just drop everything and go, right? You're caring for a patient. You're caring for your aging parent and you're the sole caregiver. You can't just go on vacation. You can't just go get a massage. You are there. You need to breathe underwater. You need to be able to tend to this person while you're there. If you're a therapist and someone's pouring their heart out to you and it's stressing you out, you don't really get the option of saying, you know what, I need you to pause for a minute because I'm kind of freaking out. I'm going to step out, get a little massage. I'll be back and then we'll talk some more, right? We can't do that. So we have to be able to breathe underwater. So this is a, an exercise, so to speak, in breathing underwater. So, and you can use this more informally, but we'll do it as a formal practice together. So just, again, before we start though, let's just take one moment, just one minute to stretch our bodies. I've been sitting for a long time. I don't know about you, if you'd like to stand up or stretch your arms, whatever needs a little bit of love, a little bit of compassion just now. Oh, thank you. I needed that. So finding a comfortable position for your body, taking a few slow deep breaths just to settle in, to settle back into this present moment just as it is. You might want to offer yourself a gesture of some sort, maybe a hand on the heart or some other place on the body that just, as I said earlier, just connects you with your kind intention. It allows you to feel your own tender heart, the warmth and kindness of a touch. And just as a reminder that we are tending to this one here who is having this experience. But we're noticing the experience and also the experience-er, the one who is having this experience. This being who is worthy of our own kind attention, ourselves. And maybe if you'd like, inviting to mind someone whom you're caring for, who is exhausting or frustrating you, someone whom you care about who is suffering. Just for now, if this is a new practice to you, maybe choosing someone who is not your child, as this can be a bit more complicated. Just visualizing the person and the caregiving situation clearly in your mind, feeling the struggle that arises in your own body. Giving it time and space, not having to force anything. Maybe if several people come to mind, just giving some time to allow one to come to the front. 
Fully engaging with the experience, the person, the situation, how it lands for you in your own body, your own mind, your own heart. And as you have this experience and awareness, listening carefully to these words, just letting them gently roll through your mind. Everyone is on their own life journey. I am not the cause of this person's suffering, nor is it entirely within my power to make it go away, even though I wish I could. Moments like these can be difficult to bear, yet I may still try to help if I can. If I can. May be aware of the stress you're carrying in your body, inhaling fully and deeply, drawing compassion inside your body and filling every cell of your body with compassion. Allowing yourself to be soothed by inhaling deeply and by giving yourself the compassion you need in this moment. And as you exhale, sending out compassion to the person who is associated with your current discomfort. And continuing to breathe compassion in and out, allowing your body to naturally find its own rhythm just letting your body breathe itself. One for me, and one for you. in for me and out for you. Maybe occasionally scanning your body for any distress, your inner landscape, and responding by inhaling compassion for yourself and exhaling compassion for others. And if you find that anyone needs a little extra compassion, just adjusting the flow, directing your breath in that direction. Perhaps it's 10 for me and one for you. Or one for me and four for you. Or maybe it's an even flow, letting yourself adjust to what is needed.
Perhaps noticing how your breath is caressed from the inside as you breathe in and breathe out. In for me and out for you. Allowing yourself to float on that ocean of compassion. That limitless, boundless ocean that embraces all suffering. In for me and out for you. Always the opportunity to find just the right balance of what's needed in this moment. Everyone is on their own life journey. I am not the cause of this person's suffering, nor is it entirely within my power to make it go away, even though I wish I could. Moments like these can be difficult to bear, yet I may still try to help if I can. In for me and out for you. knowing that sometimes offering compassion to ourselves and also to other people can be difficult. Sometimes those who need our compassion the most are the hardest ones to offer it to for various reasons. So it's helpful to remember the, the words of the poem called Compassion by Miller Williams. Name in the Chat, it's a pretty easy one to remember. Have compassion for everyone you meet, even if they don't want it. What appears bad manners and ill temper or cynicism is always a sign of things no ears have heard, no eyes have seen. 
You do not know what wars are going on down there where the spirit beats the bone. Have compassion for everyone you meet, even if they don't want it. What appears bad manners and ill temper or cynicism is always a sign of things no ears have heard, no eyes have seen. You do not know what wars are going on down there where the spirit meets the bone. In for me and out for you. And as you're ready, you can let go of this particular practice and just take some time to rest in your own good company. Allow yourself to be just as you are, your experience to be just as it is. Allowing yourself to just be you in this moment as you are, perfectly imperfect. In your own good company. And as you're ready, if your eyes have been closed, you could allow them to open. Maybe your gaze has been softened. Coming back to awareness of this gathering, this virtual room together. And again, giving yourself a little time to just be with whatever lingers with you, if anything. What's present? Knowing once again, nothing needs to be fixed. Whatever you are noticing, whatever is present for you is just here. We call this practice compassion with equanimity. Um, I hesitate to say that just because the word equanimity gets us all up in our heads, but hopefully you've had some experience of this practice that was touching on your own equanimity, that capacity to hold the suffering, our own and of someone else's, with some presence. Thank you, Andy. Again, if you feel inclined and would like to share what you noticed in that practice, that can be challenging for some of us because some of us are holding so much, so much of other people's struggle and suffering. Um, this like I said, this isn't always comforting and soothing, although it can be for some folks, just finding that balance. Again, those phrases come from uh, Chris Germer and Kristen Neff, just to give credit where credit is due. What did you notice in this compassion with equanimity practice? Chat. Thank you, Joe. Only the pain and tension with something larger and warmer. Mm. Yeah, sometimes we do uh, notice that when we try to send, try to send compassion, we, we notice resistance. And we can just simply notice that. I think we could say that this practice of self-compassion 
getting to know our own struggle and suffering allows us to have a kind of empathy and appreciation for other people's suffering as well in a different level, not an intellectual one, but an experiential one. So many beautiful comments. Yeah, we are all interconnected, okay. Uh, you know, and we, Virginia says sometimes difficult to give, right? This is, these moments like these can be difficult to bear and we may still try to help if we can, if we can, right? Uh, this practice also reminds me quite a bit, I think I even mentioned this last week, of the, um, the serenity prayer from Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And this is a kind of wisdom practice in that sense, being able to sort that out. Everyone's on their own life journey. There are things that I didn't play a part in, there are things that I can help with and things that I can't. And when we can walk that line, we are able to nourish ourselves and fill that tank so that we can care for others. So, so here we are. Thank you all for your attention and your practice. As I've mentioned several times, this all comes from the mindful self-compassion and the wisdom and knowledge and talent of Chris Germer and Kristen Neff. And uh, I hope that you found something here that you could take with you into your day. And uh, I appreciate your gathering here with me and having me back.